What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Yo, what up? We back with another episode here of You Can Guard Me. Uh, thank you again for tuning in. I really appreciate that. If you don't, uh, my Twitter is it's Ant Right. You can follow me there. This episode here, you can find on iTunes. You can find on Spotify. Pretty much all of the popular podcast apps. So please, 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 please uh, follow, do all that fun stuff. Subscribe, rate, anything you want to do. Uh, we have a lot of fun on here. I'm not going to waste time with mumbo jumbo. I get right into it. Today, we're going to do what we did last time. We're going to go over a little bit of the Big Ten, what happened last week. We're going to go over the Michigan game, and we're going to go right into the mailbag, which I'm sure is going to be pretty exciting. Guys usually have some great questions. Don't, um, what's the, what's the term I'm looking for? Um, you know, don't be afraid to ask me wild questions. I don't care how wild they are. I don't care. You know, just make sure it's, you know, it's, it's you know, PG at least. But um, I'm very transparent. Anything that you plan on, anything you want to ask, don't think it'll make me uncomfortable. Whatever it is, please just ask me and I'll do my best to answer it. Once again iTunes, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Um, you can find me on there. And another thank you for tuning in per usual. I'm going to get right into it. We're going to go over the Big Ten, and then we're going to go over Army and then the mailbag. And, um, yeah, and then we'll see how long this goes. If this is one of your first times listening to my podcast, just a heads up, um, I don't edit these. I talk all the way through it. I don't do retakes. I just hit record and I just start talking. And then wherever it goes, it goes. If I start stuttering, I start stuttering. If I start, you know, if I if my mind goes blank, my mind goes blank. You're just going to have to deal with five seconds of uh, uh, silence. So I talk all the way through it. Uh, all the mailbag stuff, I pretty much answer you know, as I read them and just kind of see how they go. So, last week, uh, Iowa beat Rutgers 30-0. to zero. McLean Carter had 340 yards in week one. Um, then in very Rutgers fashion, in the first half, he had 15 attempts for 22 yards, throwing about 33%. So, he kind of came back down to earth. Um, then the other guy, Sikowski, came in for the second half. I believe Carter got hurt, but Sikowski came in and he didn't do much better. That was a pretty ugly game for them. Um, Maryland beat, uh, beat Syracuse. I think Syracuse was ranked 21st in the country, 63-20. to 20. Um, That's one team who, who has looked really, really good. When you're going through these and you're like, you know, you know, listening to scores and hearing scores and all that, please, you know, the last thing you want to think about is the team's history. 
Because who they were five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago is not who they are today. So if you're looking at a team like, you know, Maryland, you know, who has struggled in the in the uh, in the past, you know, they've recruited at a decent level. Um, they've they've had top twenty national uh, recruiting class. They've had a top thirty recruiting class. They've done a pretty decent job, very, very quietly, of recruiting some great talent. And they have the Loxley guy from Alabama calling all the plays now as the OC. As a head coach, he wasn't very impressive. But um, you know, managing a team is one thing, uh, but just focusing on one aspect of it, um, you know, he could be very impactful. And that's pretty much what he's, what he's done. Josh Jackson... Josh Jackson, Jackson, Josh Jackson. Um, he's the QB um, from Ann Arbor. Actually, he went to, I believe, Virginia Tech, and then he transferred out, and he is now at Maryland, doing a great job. They're first of the country in points per game, fifth in yards per game, sixth in the country in uh, rushes per game, rush rushing yards per game. They've done a great job. Howard, everyone thought that that was a fluke. Then you come back and beat one one of the top ACC teams. I mean, um, incredible job by them. They look really, really good right now. Ohio State beat Cincinnati 42-0, over 500 total yards. Cincinnati's pretty legit this year. They were, I believe, 10-3 or 11-2 last year. Ohio State um, looks like the real deal again, and they're already clicking on all cylinders. Um, Purdue beat uh, Vanderbilt 42-24, to beat them by 18 after losing to Nevada at, um, with a field goal at the, last, at the last second last week, comes back and beats uh, uh, a team that Tennessee hasn't beaten in over three years. Uh, Rondale Moore, that kid is sick, the wide receiver. I believe he had 13 catches for over 200 yards. He kind of tore Vandy up pretty uh, good there, uh, and and good news: Nebraska lost to lost to Colorado in overtime. They missed a uh, they missed a like a forty or fifty yard field goal in overtime. I'm not sure how they got that far back, but they totally botched the field goal, and and Colorado ended up uh, winning that winning that game. And Nebraska was up seventeen to zero in the second half, so. It's pretty fun, funny to me. Whenever Nebraska can feel some pain, I'm all for it. Indiana beat Eastern Illinois, 52 to nothing. Not really much to talk about there. Eastern Illinois is a team that lost to, I believe, Chattanooga. Wisconsin beat Central Michigan, 61 to zero. Wisconsin looks really good right now. They look really, really good right now. They beat. They went to South Florida and won forty nine to zero. So they're outscoring teams one hundred and ten to zero right now, hundred ten to zero. And before they play Michigan, Michigan gets a bye week. So does Wisconsin. Uh, that that kind of sucks. Um, but I'll probably get more into depth with that uh, with that later on. Illinois, Illinois beat UConn. UConn's terrible. They barely have a football team. They beat them by eight. Uh, Peters uh, had 227 for four TDs and one interception. They play Eastern Michigan next week, I believe. So that should be a good game. Um, 
Michigan State, uh, their offense finally looked like it had a pulse versus Western, beat them 51 to 17. Lorkey threw for over 300 yards, three TDs, and one interception. Um, looked good. They looked good. Um, I believe they had almost 600 yards of total offense, too. So they kind of just came out and, and did their thing. Um, Penn State, Penn State was down at the half to Buffalo, 10 to 7. And then in the second half, Penn State kind of went off uh, 38-3 to second half for a, a final of 45-13. to Minnesota, now, this game was on, it was like, oof, it was like 2, and it was like 2 or 2.30 in the morning. It was so late. It was so late watching this. Um, double OT, it was a great game, too. It was a great game. Uh, Minnesota ended up winning 38-35 in double overtime. So, you know, that's going to be that's going to be uh that's going to be it for the Big 10 and then now for uh Michigan and Army. Now Now just because I may seem frustrated and just because it may seem like I'm coming off as a hater or a pessimist, I'm really not um uh like I am you know I'm going to support the team no matter what but I'm going to be real at the same time I'm going to be very very real at the same time so if something comes off as negative you know don't see it as me being a hater that's just me you know seeing things for the way I see it whether I'm proven to be right or wrong in the future that's not really a big deal to me um but you know we'll get there so Michigan beat Army 24 to 21. Uh huge, huge stop. I believe it was I believe it was third and long, like third and eleven or something. And um we got a strip sack and ended the game pretty much. Charbonnet, I mean, 33 carries, a hundred yards. Uh, the quarterbacks accounted for no touchdowns. You know, that's, you know, that's not speed and space, um, to put it lightly. That's, that's not, that's not what would I think of when someone says speed and space. I don't think about 33 carries from your feature freshman running back, 23 coming in the second half, and no touchdowns by the quarterback, not rushing or passing TDs. Um, that's got to change. That has to that has to change. At the half, uh, Charbonnet had ten carries for fifty yards. So that means that for the rest of the game, he had twenty three carries for fifty yards. So more than double the carries, but the same amount of yardage. Um, the offensive line was pretty uh, was pretty underwhelming. I hope Runyon gets better. Um, I hope they're going to be a lot tougher when they play Wisconsin in uh, about a week and a half now. I keep seeing comparisons, you know, even you know, myself. I'm a little bit guilty here, but a lot of I see a lot of you know tweets about you know what Oklahoma did against Army last year, and they turned out, you know. They turned out being a 
you know, CFP team, and I believe they won the Big 12 championship. And in the CFP, they, they didn't completely embarrass themselves. I think they were down. I think they were down. Um, but they they fought back, and they were pretty competitive in the uh, second half. got to that's not um first of all the two games couldn't be more different if you're just looking at the final score oh overtime oh double overtime wow michigan you know they escaped something but look look at last year oklahoma did this okay you know outside of the final score the the two games couldn't be more different Oklahoma's defense is not that good. Last year, Army put up 26 first downs. 26. And they were 13 for 21 on on third downs. Listen to this, though. This is this is the wildest stat, probably. Like they control like Army controlled the game. Just because they were converting on third down so so often, there were thirteen for twenty one. Out of sixty minutes, out of sixty minutes, Oklahoma had the ball for fifteen minutes and nineteen seconds. Out of sixty minutes, Oklahoma had the ball for fifteen minutes and nineteen seconds. Army had the ball for forty four minutes and forty one seconds. For you math guys out there. Um, Army had the ball for a little bit shy of 75% of the possessions in that game. They had 75% of the, the uh, time Army had the ball. They were letting the shot clock run all the way down. Then they will run it. The time, the clock, all that will come all the way down. They run it again. The time, the clock, run all the way down. They run it again. Third down, third and probably three. Shot clock will run down, time will run down, and first down. Then they got to do it all over again. Like, that's what happened the entire game. Uh, Oklahoma's offense really, like, they either scored or they just, or they like, or they just, like, or they punted. Like, they didn't have the ball. They had the ball for 15 minutes. To compare, Army had the ball. For 31 minutes and 35 seconds versus Michigan. Michigan had the ball for 28 seconds and for I'm sorry, 28 minutes and 25 seconds. So the possessions, I mean, the like just looking at the possession, you can already tell it was two very different games. Oklahoma, their offensive line also controlled that game. They had eight yards per run, 11 yards per pass. Michigan had less than two and a half yards per run, seven and a half run, seven and a half yards per pass. And Oklahoma didn't really beat themselves, and Michigan did. So if you're looking for a positive, that's a positive. A positive would be that. You know, Michigan was able to give up the ball three times. They're able to turn the ball over three times, and their defense uh, wasn't 
talked about enough. That defense did an outstanding job. Defense held them, I think, to their like to their lowest rushing yards in a few years. They they did an amazing job, an amazing job. But Oklahoma didn't beat themselves. Michigan beat themselves. Three fumbles and nine penalties for fifty eight yards. That can't happen against a team like Army, whose whose game is built on running the ball and keeping possession. Last year, that game pretty much went Army's way, and they still lost. When I say it went their way, they had the ball for 75% of the game, converted on 13-21 on third downs, 26 first downs. It went there like that is an Army game. They should have won that game, but Oklahoma did not let that happen. Against Michigan, I believe, I believe, I believe, it was, uh, I believe uh, they allowed 15 first, first downs for Army. And I believe there were like five for 16 on third downs or something like that. So, very, two very different games, man. Two very different games. And another thing, there is, you know, you can't really say that Michigan... Can't really say that Michigan is you know went vanilla to hide stuff. You know you're down by seven to Army at home, and you think that they were hiding some of the playbook? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. In basketball, in basketball, you know, the term is we're just trying to get out the gym. Getting out the gym means getting the dub right quick, get on the bus, and let's go home. I really do not think that they were holding anything back. At the same time, when things got tight, they didn't, they didn't trust Shea or Trey didn't trust himself. There's a lack of trust somewhere. I don't know if that trust is coming from if that trust is coming from Gaddis to Shea or Shea within himself, but running the ball 23 times in the second half when, I mean, if you follow Do 51 I believe that's, I believe that's the number. If you follow Do on Twitter, um, you know, he, sh- he shows these clips and it's like third or fourth and one or two and one receiver is barely even covered. The other, the other receiver, he has the DB is like ten yards deep. I don't understand. I don't, and they and they still ran a read option. I, I just don't. I just don't understand. I don't think um, there's trust right now. I think that needs to develop. But I don't know where that distrust is coming from. I don't know if that's Shea not trusting himself with the fumbles or if that's Gaddis saying, you know, I don't trust Shea to make the right play um, to our NFL caliber receivers. That's got to change. If that doesn't change by the Wisconsin game, you know, it's, it's going to be real ugly. It's going to be real, real ugly. So I don't think, you know, First game, I could have made that excuse that they were being vanilla because at no point in time did I think that um, Michigan didn't have the game in hand. But 
um, this past Army game, you know, they needed they needed points, they needed solid drives, and everything was so was so conservative. It was so conservative, man. It was so conservative. Um, and you know, not seeing much RPO um, read option, a lot of misreads. Not sure if that's just you know Shea not being confident in him taking care of the rock. I'm not sure if that's you know him being injured. He doesn't want to take an, another shot. I'm not sure, but if he has if he has an injured rib, or he's injured in some shape or form where he can't run the offense. Um, it's quite the indictment on the staff that you've had McCaffrey for this is their third year with McCaffrey and don't trust him enough to go in there and and run the offense to make sure that you know you know Shea is ready to go for Wisconsin because Army will will light you up Army will light you up and if McCaffrey was if McCaffrey was was ready he would have been put in the game. And and this isn't me saying he should be QB1. I'm not saying he should be QB1. But year three, you know, how is McCaffrey still not ready um, to run the offense if needed be? Um, it's quite the indictment. You know, you have, you know, you, you look at Ohio State and see what they did. I mean, they went through one season playing three quarterbacks and won the national championship. Three quarterbacks won the natty. Their third stringer had to be called upon in the last couple games, and they still won. You know, that's wild to me. That's wild to me. Uh, I think the do I think the uh, quarterback room is talented? Most definitely. At the same time, it doesn't matter what I think. Um, you know, well, guys got to be ready to go. And at this point, you know, what's going on with the development? What's going on with the development there? I mean, year three for McCaffrey, he hasn't had many game reps. You know, he gets in the game, he goes through one read and takes off. I mean, he doesn't go through his progressions. Um, that's on the staff, and they have and they have to fix that. They have to fix it. And once again, that's not me hating. I support my team no matter what. But, you know, I'm the last person that's going to have maize and blue goggles and just look at everything with the maize and blue lens. I I refuse to be that guy because those people annoy the heck out of me, man. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, once again, once again, uh, I saw this. Saw it on Twitter. I've I've seen the same tweet probably the last two years, um, and it's really it's a really dumb stance. Do I think that this is Harbaugh's job and he should have this job? Yes, yes, most definitely. Um, I think he has a lot of he needs you know. There's a lot of growth. There's a lot of culture growth that still needs to happen. But I think, you know, he's doing everything the right way. Whether or not this year is turbulent, um, I think, you know, moving forward, there's, there has been a, there's been a consistency um, to build on over time. At the same time, 
your rebuttal should not be, who can we get better than Harbaugh? Like, what are you talking about? Like, that, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. Who can we get better? That is a terrible response. Terrible response. Harbaugh has zero Power Five conference championships. Zero. None. Zilch. Doesn't have any. If he was one at Michigan, that'll be his first one. Don't talk to me about the NFL. The NFL and college football are two very different things. One has grown men making millions of dollars. The other one has college kids between 18 and 23 years old. So that's, you know, that's, that's totally different. Well, unless you're BYU, BYU, you got 29-year-olds and whatnot. But, um, you know, that's, you know that's, that's, the wrong, that's the wrong thing to, you know, Harbaugh is not the most qualified coach out there. I think he's great for Michigan right now. I think eventually he'll be able to get it done. But to, just don't just just don't say that. Um because that's just false. That's just all the way false. Um then I then I have people fighting over whether Urban Meyer this is kind of off topic, but I have people fighting over whether Urban Meyer if he was the if he was the uh, head coach at Michigan, would Michigan fans like that or something? <laughs> I saw a state, it was a state fan or Ohio state fan said, because um, there was a poll that came out. It said, didn't have like a lot of votes. It had like five or six hundred votes or so. And it said that, um, you know, would you take Meyer over Harbaugh right now? And, you know, it was like yes or no or something like that. And then an Ohio State or Michigan State fan said, which was pretty which was pretty funny to me, was it will be, yes, I will take him as a coach, or yes, I will take him for a coach, but I'm going to lie about it or something like that. It was pretty funny. Um, I just, you know, I don't think Meyer would even come to Michigan. Um, I don't think he likes Michigan. I think he despises it. I think he would much rather, you know, he would rather coach peewee football for no money than come to Michigan for $10 million. Like, I don't don't think he says Michigan on live TV. I think he just refers to them as Wolverines. So he doesn't even say Michigan on TV. That's how much he despises them. He's very unbiased. He is great. He is, man, he's so good on... He's so good on TV, man. Um, he's a natural. He's a natural cat. He's a natural guy. He sees it. He says it. He, man, you just see the, the football IQ and the intelligence just oozing out of this guy. And, you know, it, it makes me sick. I'm like, this dude is a freaking genius, and he's very personable. You could definitely see how, why he was getting such high recruits. Such a, a personable guy, a player's coach. You know, and he probably has that vibe about, you know, he walks into your home and you're a five-star dude and you're choosing between Alabama or or Georgia. He comes in with a very different swagger than Saban or the dude at um, 
at Georgia, you know, he comes in with a very different swagger. You know, he's very, he's, man, he's so tight. He's so good on TV. He's so technically sound. Um, you know, he communicates very, very well. And I could definitely see why he's, you know, he's beaten some of these good schools for players that have no business going to Ohio State. So Wisconsin is Wisconsin is coming up. Um, I'm excited about this game. I'm excited to watch and see what Michigan does. I'm excited to see, you know, you know what they do over the next couple weeks. In big games, when there's like when there's like a break or there's you know some type of, you know, a buy. Uh, hardball coach Michigan teams haven't done very well. I don't even know what the spread is. I have no clue what the spread is, but I'm, you know, you know, gun to head. I'll probably take Wisconsin no, no matter what that is. Just where the teams are right now for multiple reasons. Um, they're clicking on all cylinders. Wisconsin hasn't faced a defense like Michigan yet. Um, but they're very solid and they and they're not only they're not just a run team, you know. Their quarterback Cone, you know, he's he's passed for two three hundred yards in every game. And um, if Michigan doesn't take care of the rock, it's going to be ugly, like a blowout ugly. Like they don't forget what happened last year. Kids don't forget. That's one thing. Kids do not forget. They remember all those re- revenge tour stuff. They remember seeing those memes of Michigan knocking at the door. They remember all that stuff. And they got blown out last year. Like, it was ugly. It was ugly last year. And they're going to remember all of that. I just don't think it's going gonna, it's gonna to go well. I want to be pleasantly surprised, though. That's one thing. I want to be pleasantly surprised. I think that'll be uh, um, a very welcome surprise. If Michigan goes into Camp Randall and wins that game, that'll probably be the best win of the Harbaugh era. If they can go, I mean, Wisconsin is a top 15 team on the road. They've been outscoring opponents 110 to 0. Michigan goes in after seeing their first two weeks. If Michigan goes in there and wins that game, that'll be one of the biggest wins. That'll be one of the biggest wins for Michigan. And I think it's going to be Harbaugh's biggest win to, to, to date. I'm rooting for them. Hope they do well. Um, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a fight. Um, but don't be a, but don't be don't don't be surprised if you know Michigan gets waxed, bro. Don't be surprised if if they get waxed. If this game is ugly, um, it's it's going to change my perception of the rest of the season. Right now at two and zero, you know. Still wins. There's still wins. The team is still growing. 
Um, offense needs some things to work out. You know, when it hits the fan, you know, who are you going to be? When it hits the fan, are you going to turtle up and just run it every time? Or when it hits the fan, are you going to shove it down their throat? You know, that's what I'm saying. Against Army, we kind of turtled up and we kind of went super conservative. You know, when it gets tight, I want to see things open up. When it gets tight, I want to see things open up. So that's pretty much all I got. Uh, I'm going to go to the mailbag now. Give me a sec. Which is my favorite part all the time. I love this part. All right. Matt Blunk. Matt Blunk. Under, Matt underscore Blunk 10 says, outside of the fumbles, which I feel can be an easy fix, what's the most concerning part of the offense so far? I'm going to go with the offensive line not getting great leverage for the most part and not utilizing the whole field and spraying it out, especially on third and fourth. Um, most concerning part is going to be not utilizing your big receivers enough. I don't think Nico and um, Nico and Black get enough touches. Now that DPJ is coming back, you're going to have three legit, three legit wide receivers on the field at the same time. You've you know you got to utilize them. Got to utilize them, especially if you're you're getting manned up. Which I think that there will be a lot of zone because you really can't check those dudes. You can't have your third best DB. On DPJ, Black, or Collins, you just can't do that. So um, there's got to be some zone reads. Get get the guys in space and let them do what they do. So I think it's the underutilization of the wide receivers is probably the most concerning part of the offense. Yeah, the O-line needs to be better. Um, you know, Shane needs to be better. Um, but I think with the pass-blocking skills of Charbonnet, which has been amazing, I think you can, you know, utilize your receivers a lot more. So that's what I'll be looking forward to next. Um, J Money Lay forty. Justin asked, "What do you think the odds of landing Kessler are?" Juwan is visiting him today after he had his Duke official this past weekend. Seems like Duke Michigan Auburn battle. Odds? Uh, odds are odds are low. Uh, he's one of the ones where I said if Beeline was still here. I think Kessler would have been, um, I think Michigan would have led for him if Beeline were here. But I think it's going to be between Duke and Auburn. Uh, you know, Gut says, Gut says Duke. But, you know, Kay doesn't really do well with bigs. So we'll see about that. Um, AK47 underscore 80 said... Or asked, tell the story of the almost fight you got in with the 07 team. <laughs> uh, I'll think about it. I'll come back to it. Uh, Matt Zamolzek, uh, Invader underscore Zim. Michigan and MSU football form a super duper state of Michigan team. <laughs> what does the depth chart look like for QB, RB, wide receiver, any position group you want? Um, I'm going to have to go with probably 80% is going to be 80% of the offense is going to be Michigan. 80% of the defense is going to be Michigan State. 
Um, Michigan State has a much better line and I believe a better linebacking core. I believe uh, at the skill positions, uh, Michigan is better on offense. And um, I think Michigan's better with the with the with the DBs too. But um, but yeah. And how does that team compare to Clemson, Alabama, or OSU? They'll probably still lose to all of them because they're just not good enough. Honestly, Rick Moody, uh, Moudini thirty one. You still playing that Clash of Clans? I haven't played Clash of Clans in like two years, bro. Not gonna lie, I haven't played in about two years. I think I, I think I opened it up like, like six or seven months ago, and I think they have, um, they have like, um, like a level thirteen clan castle now or something. Yeah, like that's yeah, that's yeah, that's. Mm-mm. Haven't played that game in a minute. Aaron, underscore Nelso fourteen. With seeing how the offense has looked the first two weeks, why should we ever believe any offseason hype again? Because the offseason is so long. You got to entertain yourself. (laughs) It is so long. Like, there's no football from, like, January till August. That's eight months, bro. You got to entertain yourself, just kind of. But, you know, we'll still see how this year finishes. And um, I've been vastly underwhelmed so far. No, 2-0 is 2-0. 2017 turned out the same way. Um, But, um, yeah, I mean, off-season hype is fun because it's you. You're talking junk. You're talking junk to anyone who talks junk about your school. And you're not going to, you know, turn your back on your school and talk junk about it. So it's... It's just, you know, it's you know, it's all for, you know, fun. It's it's all for, for fun. And the one thing I I will say is the off season hype, you gotta do a better job at filtering out, you know, you gotta filter out what makes what doesn't make sense and filter out what can be like real fluffy. You know, you know, get to the you know, get to the meat. Just get to the meat. You know what I'm saying, and then and then you know, kind of go from there and form your own opinion. But when it comes to hype, you know, I'm I'm talking junk no matter what. It could be Rich Rod's team that went three and nine. Um, I'm still talking junk, man. I'm ta- I'm talking junk no matter what. And people say, well, that makes you look dumb. No, it doesn't. I mean, I'm not, I'm I'm having fun. I'm not a front runner. I'm not I'm not hot and cold. I'm a I'm gonna talk that stuff no no matter what. Uh, J T O G X say how long until we know whether the Juwan hire was a good one or not? Year three, year three we will know if it was a good hire or not. Um, I say that because in the past, you know, there's there's been, you know, for example, um. 2013-14 season, I think it was. You know, Kevin Ollie is the head coach of UConn. Terrible. Dude's terrible. Ends up winning the, the national championship. <laughs> terrible. Terrible coach. 
Like, like he was doing things that, that just didn't make sense. But he had a point guard who, who was a beast who just took stuff over. Like, they won in spite of him, you know? You know, like, despite having, you know, a terrible, a terrible dude, they, they, can, they still overcame that. So I'll say year three. I say uh, year three, we're going to know why is because he will have, um, he'll have, a, you know, more of his players in there, more of the system in there as well, too, where um, we'll be able to really see, you know, what's going on. If he's successful in year two, hey, that's cool. It's all good. I think for him, year two is going to be a little bit tougher because that's when Teske leaves. Livers leaves. Um, no, 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 no. Tasky will leave. Simpson will leave. So he won't have those guys. He'll have Beeline's recruits as being the main guys still. Um, and then Livers will be a senior. Um, and then in year three, you're going to really see a lot more of him and what he does. Even this year, I mean, you're, you'll probably see some, I'm not going to say Beeline plays, but it's going to be very beeline-y at times um, just because of the personnel. But, uh, yeah, year three. Year three, probably. Eric's thoughts and observations. Uh, D-A-T-A-R-I-C-B-E-T-Z. Was that Dat Eric Betts or Dat, Dat Eric Betts? I'm not sure. What, okay. Asked, uh, pancakes or waffles? Waffles. I am a sucker for a Belgian waffle. Man, Belgian waffles are so good, man. Man, you you get like, you get some butter, you kind of melt it, put them in each of, the, each of those little uh, squares, right? Then you take syrup and you freaking drown the thing in it and just destroy it. Belgian waffles, I am a sucker for Belgian waffles. Belgian waffles are so good. So, so good. Underrated, man. Underrated. I'm actually going to go on to Amazon after I finish this, and I'm going to see if they have waffle makers for sale, and if they have a custom one. If they have a custom waffle maker, I'm going to get a custom one with my aunt logo. Say I won't. I'll definitely do that. Um, if it was life or death question, does this team end the season better than 10-3? and three? Life or death? No. No. Uh-uh. Nope. 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 Life or death? Nope. Let me uh, let me go back and check. So I'm pretty sure seven of their next ten games are against ranked opponents. Um. As of now, as of today, it's nine eleven twenty nineteen. Um. Wisconsin, I have that as a loss now. Penn State, I have that as a loss. Ohio State, I have that as a loss. Notre Dame, I have that as a loss. I, I, you know, Michigan State's going to be 50-50 to me. Iowa's going to be 50-50 to me. Maryland is also going to be 50-50 to me. Um, don't be surprised and don't lose your face. Don't lose your head if Michigan messes around and goes eight and four or seven and five this year. 
And I'm and I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm not trying to be a a, a hater, but um, seeing where other teams are and seeing where Michigan is right now, Michigan has a lot of you know they have a lot of you know things to get right and get better. I think it starts with take, take, with taking care of the ball. If they take care of the ball, uh, they can get to nine and three, um, maybe even ten and two, maybe even ten and two. But until the offense really explodes and Gaddis really opens it up, um, yeah, man, life or death. Do they end the season better than, than ten and three? That's gonna be a, that's that's a, that is a hard no. <sighs> hard no, which is hard for me to say because these guys they work their work their tails off, they work hard. So do the coaches, but it is what it is right now. I just see other teams just being further ahead than we are. Hanek, Hanekers 13. How many five stars end up in the 2020 class for the Hoop Squad? Ooh. None. I'm going to go with none. Um... I had those 10 names earlier, a couple episodes ago. And, um, you know, Michigan's not leading for anyone. Not leading for anyone. I believe Lance Ware is about to uh, commit, I think, on Thursday or today. I'm not sure. Um, and he's, and he's, he's going to commit to Kentucky. Um. Yeah, I don't think any, man. I don't think any, honestly. But that being said, that being said, it's very important for Howard. Um, if he doesn't get the five stars, he's got to get plan B. I really hope he's not ignoring plan Bs right now because plan Bs are still getting recruited by the Louisvilles, the Indianas, um, the Illinois, the Ohio States, the teams that are pretty good year in and year out. Um or who recruit at a high level year in and year out. Um, I really hope that the, that the staff doesn't forget about the B recruits. Because if you focus on the A recruits too much, you forget about the Bs, and now you're going to deal with your C and D recruits. Your C and D recruits are going to be like mid to high hundreds, low 200s. You know, once you're getting to that level, I mean, now it's going to be... No, now you're in trouble. Another thing, whether Jawan does well or not, try not to bring beeline in it to minimize or maximize what Jawan's doing. Please, you can you can thank Beeline for what he did and then you know you don't have to all you don't have to attach i saw some tweet from some dummy um the the dude who was going off about the inner city basketball players and i was clowning him um he was like you know it was from some visit from some kid and he and he tweeted who misses beeline i don't i'm like okay because he got a a, a visit who you don't lead like, don't be that, don't be that person, you know, don't be against the people, you know, who have grown the program up. 
Unless you're like a rich rod, you could just clown them. You know what I'm saying? Nick G's or Giz or Gies, uh, AA underscore Michigander. If you had to pick one guy to break out and turn heads this basketball season, who would it be? So before I said Nunez had the best opportunity, Beeline left. Um, so then I turned to more like Johns or DeJulius. Uh, I'm going to go out on another limb and say Castleton. That dude's got game. Castleton has game game. He's going to be good. He's going to be really, really good. He may be gone in a year or two. I don't know. But that dude has game. He's 6'10", 6'11". He can put the ball on the deck. Um, can shoot it. Great balance. That is a good basketball player. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be uh, Castleton, honestly. Uh, M-Girl Blue, Julia Q, 72. What do Harbaugh and Gaddis need to do to exercise the fumble demons? <laughs> It's confidence. I think is I think is confidence and just being conscious of where you are and just take taking care of the rock. Honestly, you know. Uh, Arlon Rethmeyer, Rylan Rethmeyer, I believe this is at. Uh, wasn't Gaddis on Penn State staff when they started out slow with the new offense, but ended up winning the Big Ten. So, do you see something similar happening here, or is that the Goat Franklin effect? That's the Goat Franklin effect, but on top of that, they also had uh, Moorhead. Moorhead was there, and Moorhead's a, Moorhead's a really good football coach. He's down at uh, Mississippi State doing you know, good things. Um, I, think, I think that's more about the guys who were in charge and less about Gaddis. And they had a lot of guys injured early on. Like A lot of guys were... Uh, were hurt and injured and battered. And then they got healthier as the season went. That's when you saw them just go off and win like 10, 11 straight, I believe. No, wait. They started the season uh, 2-2. Started season 2-2. Then they won. I think they won their next nine, I want to say. Won their next nine. Uh... Eric Dallip or Dalipe? Uh, Dalip? Who's Jawan's first recruit? His son? Probably, <laughs> probably Jace. It's probably going to be his first recruit. Um, not going to count Franz because Franz was originally a, a originally like a beeline guy and um you know, France took his visit before Jawan was even was even the coach. I'm not gonna say you know anybody else. It's you know, it's Jace, and that's me trying not to be like that guy. But if I'm gonna say who's you know not his son. I don't know, because I don't think he's going to get any of these guys who he's after right now. Maybe Scooby Johnson, if he really, if he recruits him the way that I think he should. 
or else I, or else Hoobie's gonna go to Michigan State. And then I saw Butler uh, just got him on campus. So watch out, you know if if that's a B recruit that's not being paid attention to, he's gonna uh, he's gonna get scooped up by a much different team. And we have Coach B Dowdy ten. At B Dowdy ten, do you regularly attend UN basketball or football games? New. TV is good enough. I got an eighty-six inch TV at the crib. That's all I need, and a couch. It's perfect. Don't gotta deal with traffic. Don't gotta deal with people. Just me, myself, and I. <sighs> Aunt, what up? What up? Uh, is Yaklich a great defensive coach? Or was he just a product of great defensive players? That was Cody Gore, see go to go. I think Yaklich had a really good scheme about him. I think he did a great job in that regard. Um, but uh, defense and team defense is so much about heart and understanding angles. So uh, I think he was a great defensive coach. But at the same time, you, there's mul- there's so many different ways to play defense. The way that he taught the way to play defense was great, um, but he did have a really, but he did have good defensive players as well too. But you gotta want to play defense. Defense is, you know, defense is all about heart, man. It's all about heart. Steve Blunk at st ninety three blue. If the quarterback is not going to run the football, it is no longer a RPO. All right, that's that's not a question. But you're right. Uh, after seeing the first two games of the season, what's your prediction for Michigan football in the Big Ten? Um, they're going to be either third or fourth of the East. That's my prediction, and that's not me hating. That's just me being vigilant and what's what Michigan is, is doing and what other teams are have been you know doing. That's what it comes down to. Um, it's. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks because uh, I ex- I expected a lot more, but at the same time, as of as of right now, as of today, as of right now, as of right now, um, third or fourth in the East. Um, I think I skipped over some on accident. Oh, how much basketball are you playing these days? Eh, I'll shoot around every now and then. But my back sucks, dude. My back sucks so bad. Sucks. Uh, Dobinson Renard. Prediction for Michigan basketball conference record for the upcoming season. I think they'll they'll be around fifth. I said this before. I said this about a couple months ago. Um, they'll be around fifth in the conference. If they can go 11-9, I mean, I see that as a win for them. Um, I see that as a win in Jawan's first year, you know, going into the tournament with, you know, 21, 20, 22 wins. And, um, you know, I would see that as being a very successful year for a first-year head coach. Um, Big Ten savvy, Big Ten savant. Uh, a general account of the nightclub altercation with the Michigan offense will be great. <laughs> I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have tweeted that. All right, okay. All right.
I'll do that after I answer these questions. Go Blue, faithful fan, Jamal1124. What kind of offense do you believe Coach Howard running at Michigan? Someone tried to joke around with me and said that he's going to run a lot of horns. I, and I, I think he did that just to like trigger me. I don't know. I've been watching. I've been watching Heat. I've been watching a little bit of St. Joe's too. I think Martelli Martelli may have a good impact um, on the offense. We'll see. I don't know. I have no clue. The team hasn't even had a practice yet, so I don't even know. I think they're gonna run a little bit of a faster tempo, um, more secondary stuff, more quick hitters. Not not. Not so much of like a continuity. If I see any high-low stuff, I'm going to throw my re- my remote at the TV because that's like 1980s, 1990s stuff. Um, but I am, I am as curious as you are. As soon as I get some type of feedback, I'll relay as much as I can without getting too many people in trouble. Uh your thoughts on Michigan football possibly not wanting to show too much in their first two contests before a conference play. Like I said, this is from Steve Wilds. Like I said earlier, um, I don't think it came down to that because they were about to lose against Army and they turtled up. Like they didn't open up anything. Like they turtled up. And went very conservative. You know, over, you know, they had, what, 20 to 30 runs in the second half. You know, they weren't looking to stretch the game out. You know, they weren't looking for quick hitters. They weren't looking to, they weren't looking for any, you know, speed in space. They weren't looking for that. Um, I don't know, man. We'll see. We're, we're going to find out. I think the season started, and I think we have more questions now <laughs> than we did in August, which sucks. Um, but I think we're going to find out everything we need to know against Wisconsin. I think that's going to be the game where that's going to be a put-up or shut-up because they're going to get tested. And if you don't open it up, you know, you're going to get embarrassed because Wisconsin, you know, they're not going to play. They're not going to mess around. They're going to come after you hard. All right. So back to that question or the suggestions of the little thing that happened at the club. Pretty sure it was in the fall. And um, so we're at the club, club called like Studio Four. It wasn't the 2007 team. It was the 2006 football team. Um, at the club, you know, just having fun, you know, having fun. All the girls, you know, all over me, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, that's what we do. You know? But, uh, yeah, it's a great night per usual. We're just hanging out and, you know, talking. And, you know, next thing I know... Next thing I know, I see uh, one of my teammates. I'm not going to say who it was, but one of my teammates was dancing on Adrian Arrington's girl. <laughs> so <laughs> Adrian Arrington got mad. <laughs> he <laughs> and he was, you know, he was, 
Yo, he got real, real mad. He was like talking back and forth and, you know, woo, 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 yada, 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 whatever. And, you know, we weren't having it. We weren't having any of that. I'm like, this dude's little. What are you, like, 5'11"? Like, little dude. And uh, I think I, I, I think Mario, I think, I think Manningham and Breston were there, um, you know, trying to, like, calm things uh, down. And, and then, <laughs> I will say this name. Then, and then Dion Harris, he just, <laughs> he goes... <laughs> I remember this like it's yesterday. He said, "Yo, hey, everybody, chill out. Hey, bro, you ain't gotta mess. You ain't gotta worry about this dude. He from the suburbs." When Arrington heard that, he lost his mind. He went nuts. So all of a sudden, all the basketball dudes like got together to like step to, you know, what was happening, and you know, no punches were thrown though. Uh, but it was like a bunch of yelling back and forth and. Um, bunch of whoop whoop and all, you know all this stuff, and then so we like, so we like took a step forward, and then like you have to know how like Studio Four was like laid out. Um, it's hard to explain without seeing it, but there's like an there's like a like an there's 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 like an there's like an opening, there's an opening right. And then there's like a foyer, like a there's a there's a, there's like a long, probably ten no like fifteen foot wide pathway that goes all the way back towards the uh, bathrooms. On the right side is like the bar, and everyone's is like hanging out there. And, and this part is a little bit more well lit. Where the football team was, you know, Breston and, and like all those guys, and and. Uh, in Arrington, they were like right where the they're like right where the uh, where this big opening was, and then behind the opening was like the huge dance floor where you know lights you know lights are flashing, but it's super dark, and um, and so yeah, so the basketball team, so we were like kind of like like outside the opening, like like looking in. And um, they step forward, and then you know, like Lester Abram, you know, he always brought his goons with him from you know Pontiac. So and then so like so we all step forward, and then I see these huge towers come from behind them. Like it was so Woodley was there, uh, Adrian Branch. Crable and I think Prescott Burgess was there and Reuben Riley, but they all just came up behind and their people came up behind. And for some reason, we all became sober. We're like, hey, there's no issue here whatsoever. So we all just kind of chilled out and just had a good time. <laughs> um, yeah, so those, was, yeah, so that's what happened. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't anything like crazy, crazy, but, um, but um, I will never forget Epe, <laughs> Epe Udo after that. He was saying, you know, he, he said, he said that's the most terrifying nights of his life was that like five minutes. <laughs> All because one of my teammates was, was dancing on Arrington's girl. So 
that popped off something, you know, wild. But it was, um, it was all good. After they showed up, I mean, nobody wanted any smoke or beef because um, they were all 350 and they got all, and they're all faster than we are. So, so yeah, that's the story on that. So, per usual, I'm going to plug my Twitter. It's Ann Wright. You can guard me, episode 14. If y'all need, if y'all have any, any, any type of feedback, let me know. Remember, I don't edit this stuff. I talk all the way through it. So please forgive me. Um, looking forward to the Wisconsin game. I hope it goes well. Uh, I hope the guys are ready to, you know, are ready to play. And if they're to lose, I mean, hopefully they, you know, they give their uh, best. But per usual, if you have any critiques uh, or any suggestions, please, please reply when I post this. And please rate and subscribe. That would be awesome. I really appreciate it. Holla at you. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.